With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Continuing on the game, Troy Coverdale back with you flying solo here for the final minutes this evening as we've got K-State baseball coming up at the bottom of the hour. The Cats getting set to match up with West Virginia out at Toynton Family Stadium. Should be a good weekend to get out and watch a little baseball if you don't mind the wind. Mitch was talking about having the disappointment of not being in Houston this weekend to be able to watch the Final Four and see K-State in action at the Final Four. And already, one of the things that I'm always floored by when we see surprises in the national tournament and teams that don't normally make the Final Four, the complaints that, oh, the ratings are going to be bad. It is an amazing storyline that continues to rise every time, every time that the tournament breaks differently than it being the Blue Bloods. It's the same type of an argument that you get about why people might not be interested in this team or that team playing in the college football playoffs in the coming years or in a specific year. This feeling that it's the Blue Bloods that drive the TV contracts. I mean, we've gone through that in Big 12 country with the viewpoint that everything has to be about Oklahoma or Texas for the TV contract to actually matter and for the ratings numbers to actually show up, to actually be big. Granted, this past year, K-State did a pretty good job of disproving that. TCU did a solid job of disproving that, but K-State, as a team, drew eyeballs this past fall. And this basketball season did as well. I mean, the numbers last Thursday night on TBS for the Michigan State game were were the best numbers that TBS had had this season to date. But every time that we wind up with a Final Four that is loaded with surprises, oh, it's going to be, oh, the numbers are going to be, oh, 
Nobody's going to watch. Are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? They're going to watch. Okay, yeah, maybe you're not going to have someone in New York City who is a Duke alum watching because, well, yeah, their team's not there. And it's beneath them to watch someone like a Florida Atlantic play. I get that there are some egos at play in terms of the attitude. I understand that perfectly. I personally love this Final Four, save for Florida Atlantic being there. (laughs) I am also the guy who picked our beloved Wildcats to win the whole thing. I had them beating Texas in the championship game, by the way, on my bracket. My Final Four is completely blown apart. No, No Final Four team at all on my bracket. The honest truth is that of this group, if there is a team that you can say should have a built-in audience or at least be a draw to those who are casual basketball fans and want to see teams they know, UConn should be it. A team that has a program that has won three titles in the last 25 years. And they've done it under two different head coaches. Now they've got an opportunity to make it a fourth title under a third head coach. That's an impressive run, especially for a team that is not, that is not in a power five. The Big East, for all of the points you want to make about it being a major as opposed to a mid-major, yeah, that's fine. I, it, that makes sense. I get that argument, and and you know, it, it's 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 right. the The fact of the matter is, is that yes, they are not a mid-major conference by any stretch of the imagination. That said, they're also not a power five. And the reason they're not a power five, we all understand. Money. They can't match the money. It is what it is. I mean, that's that's just the way that the entirety of this breaks down nowadays like it or not. That said, it's a very basic field. I like the fact that San Diego State is in this field. That's a program that, honestly, deserves an opportunity here that we haven't seen them have. They were in a great spot going into the 2020 tournament. And, of course, had it all wiped out just like the rest of college basketball with the COVID crisis knocking everything out. But when you go back and you realize that that program dating back to 
Kawhi Leonard's year of 2011, 2012, 2011, if you go back to that, San Diego State has been pretty doggone consistent. They have played themselves into top 25 rankings on a consistent basis. They have been a team that has gotten past the first weekend a few times. They're not quite what UConn has done in the last 25 years, but they've been a constant contributor. And honestly, at this point, they're the only thing that the Mountain West Conference has going for it. So you've got them. You've got Florida Atlantic, which we've gotten to the point where the the fluky teams are something else in the tournament, aren't they? And unfortunately, K-State seems to run into them every time in the Elite Eight. You've got UConn. And as much as I may not want to cheer for UConn, there's part of me that doesn't want to cheer for Miami either. (laughs) Uh, The fact that Nigel Pack is on that roster... Oh, that that turns my stomach. And I don't mean that as a personal thing against Nigel before anybody before anybody gets upset at me for saying it. You know, he moved on, good for him. It's just that the entirety of the process stunk. And the fact that his money is coming from a guy who's about as shady as well. Yeah, okay, we'll leave it there. Not a fan of John Ruiz and his methods with NIL. And and part of that is as well, you know, the the Cavender sisters who play for the Miami women's team. Yeah, the, Ruiz's actions in regards to them landing at Miami as well have as much to do with my distaste with Miami and specifically John Ruiz because they left Fresno State where I have a good friend who's a head coach. So, you know, I had a little, you know, little personal involved in that. My frustration there has to do more with that than anything, probably. That said, I think it will be a good Final Four. I think it will be an entertaining Final Four. But we constantly put this on TV ratings this and TV ratings that. And I know that's why the sport is running the way it is and college athletics is running the way it is. But can we for once enjoy a college sporting event without the narrative tied to TV ratings? Can we not just watch the games this weekend and enjoy them? And enjoy what has been a very interesting, unusual college basketball season? Can we not let that play out 
without complaining about it and making it about TV ratings? Can we do that? Can we just enjoy? Can we all just get along? Sorry. (laughs) It just frustrates the heck out of me. It's a narrative that is worn, tired, and just downright frustrating. So you know where I'll be tomorrow. In front of my TV, watching the games. As it should be on Final Four weekend. We're just a few minutes away from K-State baseball. Back with more on the game in a moment. Final minutes of the week winding down on us on the game. Troy Coverdale back with you. Wildcat Insider returns on Monday. Then we're back at it next week for really what looks to be a full week of the game, save for, I believe it's Wednesday that the Royals have the Blue Jays on the docket that afternoon. Otherwise, pretty basic. Welcome to baseball season. No Royals tonight. They are off until tomorrow afternoon again, and then on Sunday afternoon. We've got K-State baseball coverage coming up here in just a few moments to begin the three-game weekend stint with West Virginia as the Cats then continue that series tomorrow afternoon out of Toynton Family Stadium and wrap it on Sunday afternoon. K-State baseball pre uh, will be uh, taking over uh, instead of Royals baseball the next couple of days, but we'll get back to the Royals on Monday as the early part of the schedule is upon us. So, one of the things that, well, we learned this week. Well, we learned that, unfortunately, K-State basketball did have an expiration date, and it was at a point where it was just as disappointing as we would expect. The final eight and a bid for the final four on the line just not able to get over that hump. Disappointing end to it, and didn't even get a final shot at it. That said, the season coming to a close, we now see where this program goes from here with changes in the offseason after what had been a wild one a year ago with the roster overhaul, coaching change, and all of it. What a ride it became. And we do it all again. What did we learn this week? Well, we learned that K-State football this past season got a lot of respect from the NFL. As Mitch talked about earlier today, Pro Day out at the indoor practice facility and at uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. And there were scouts from all 32 NFL teams on hand for it today. Quite the crowd to take in the group of guys getting their workouts in and trying to make an impression on those NFL scouts. With the draft coming up already in the next month in Kansas City. That time will be here before we know it. What else did we learn this week? Well, we learned that Colin Klein just felt in his heart that it wasn't the time to leave when he interviewed for the offensive coordinator position at Notre Dame. Klein, with his conversation at midweek with the media, talking about just where this football program is going through the spring drills. And right now, with number one settled at quarterback, it's number two that has 
all of the question marks surrounding it. And we learned, and we learned that life goes on in the aspect of K-State football history as Sean Snyder takes a job with the University of Kansas as a special assistant to Lance Leipold. Quite the week again. Oh, and we also learned that, you know, the Royals still have some issues with strikeouts, but we'll see how that plays out. After all, it is only one game. K-State baseball coming up next. Have yourselves a great weekend. We'll see you again on Monday here on The Game and Wildcat Insider that day.